Now, if you would grab in your or grab your Bible, you got a copy of it close by. Turn it to Acts, though it's not maybe where you think we might be. We're kind of pausing our normal Acts series, and we're going to be jumping backwards a little bit into Acts chapter 2. And so if you could turn your Bibles uh, over to there, that would be so great. We're going to look at uh, uh, really just one verse here this morning. Now, maybe you are uh, one of the many people who enter into a new year with you know, some plans and some, some goals that you have in mind that you want to achieve to help you thrive, to help you thrive over the next, uh, well, 12 months or so. And so oftentimes we talk about these as resolutions, but, but maybe for you, it's in the area of health. <laughs> it's in the area of, of food or, or fitness. The, the holidays were kind to you when it comes to food and not so kind to you when it comes to food. And so for you, you've got a plan to, to kind of get that back on the rails. I'm trying my best uh, to do that uh, right now as well. Maybe for, for yourself, it's, it's fitness goals and it's get outside and get walking or get running or get the home fitness plan going, watch some videos, start moving. Uh, for you, it's, you know, the, the goal for you this New Year's is to pick up a new hobby. And it could be something like, like sewing or, 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 or it's, it's planning to golf in the spring or just getting out and hiking and camping. It doesn't have to be an outdoor thing. It could be anything. But maybe that is something that you are looking forward to achieving. For you, your goals in an area that you really want to thrive is in the area of your finances, it's with your, with your career, and, and you've got some goals around that, or, or just in the, in the area of money. And, and because uh, we're in lockdown right now, for you, it's an opportunity to, to save more and to get back into the black. You know, it's, it's, well, we're not driving, we're not really going anywhere, and so we can save on gas money, and you're thinking, and you're planning, and you're scheming about how you can use those extra funds. Maybe perhaps for you, your goal and your plan that you want to achieve has to do with friends or or family and more of a, a social focus for you. And, and for you, it's, like I, I, it's easy to get locked down and just watching Netflix and staying home and watching movies and never going out and talking to anybody, but, but you want to take some steps in that and, and growing as a family in that or as, as an individual. Now again, the, the idea behind any kind of, of goals or, or plans like this is that you're really looking to thrive, that's the idea. That's the mindset here. Because you realize that, that a better experience in one of or, or more of these areas is, is available. And so for you, you're putting in the, the, the thought power, the, the, the energy, the focus, the intensity, and the effort to really get there. Now, why do I talk about thriving? Well, because in Acts chapter 2, in verses 42 and 40, uh, to 47 specifically, uh, we see there a church that is thriving, a thriving church. We see what they were, were committed uh, to. We see what the Lord accomplished in them and, and through them. And though it wasn't all that long ago that we just looked at this passage. It was back in May of last year. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to start off 2021 uh, by spending the next five weeks here re-examining these verses, this passage, so that we too can, 
can thrive as, as a church community. That we would be, my prayer, my heart for us is that we would be determined and, and also very deliberate in our attempts to do so, to thrive. And personally, I just, I just really get this sense that, that this is, is so crucial for our church. Because I, I, I think we might be tempted to think that, that, that thriving isn't very realistic for us these days as, as, as people, as, as a country even. Because maybe, maybe for us, it's, it's just more about merely surviving. Man, let's just, let's just get through the virus here. Let's, let's, let's get through these lockdowns and the difficulty that it's been for us as, as, as people and, and at work and, and, and socially and, and all of that, as we've talked about uh, many times. Maybe for you, you're just thinking it's, it's the long, cold, dark days of winter, and, and can we not just kind of weather all of that and, and, and make it out into the spring um, alive? <laughs> okay, but I want to put forward here for each one of us that we should and actually can thrive as Christ followers, as, as, as a church. Okay? None of what we're dealing with uh, these days uh, in our country, politically, uh, personally, none of it means that we should allow ourselves to, to really drift or, or flounder spiritually. Okay, whether that's as an individual, you listening and watching this, or, or us as a, as a church body as a whole. Okay, and so what we're going to do here, uh, starting today, is look at how a, a thriving church grabs hold of or, or seizes the opportunity to, to do and really to be what, what God calls us to do and, and be. And again, to really, maybe for you, it, it, it's going to take a shift of, of mindset and attitude here. Okay, we're, we're, we're getting rid of the, the mentality, the, the, the attitude of, man, like there, there's, there's things I got, I got to do here. Like I have to do this. Uh, and, and more shifting to, hey, man, there, there's something I, I get to do. There's, there's an area of my life that I, I get to give some attention and some focus to. All right, so what we're going to look at here today is just one simple kind of point or big idea. One of the things that we're working towards over the next, for, for sure for this series, uh, but for this season here where we're meeting, especially over at the office and in these small groups, we're looking to really shorten uh, our services and tighten them up. And so we're, we're going to, for the next little bit here, have, I'm kind of aiming for about 15-minute messages here. So I'm not going to give you like, hey, seven points or, or whatever. It's going to be like one one kind of tight point, so here it is. Uh, you'll see it on the screen here. A thriving church seizes the opportunity to be devoted to the essentials. Okay, so where are we, where are we at here in Acts chapter 2? I know we've gotten a little bit further down the line in our, in our regular series, but back in Acts chapter 2, I'll just give us a bit of a recap here. Uh, the Holy Spirit had fallen on the believers 
uh, at Pentecost, and, and you remember he fell on them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to proclaim the gospel, the mighty works of God in various languages and different tongues, and, and they spilled out into the streets. The apostles did. And they, were, they were proclaiming, and people were wondering what was going on, and some of them mocked, and, and some of them gave them a hard time uh, for this. Uh, and then at Peter took the opportunity to, to, to preach this, this fiery, passionate gospel message proclaiming Jesus Christ and his death and the resurrection and called out the very people who, who had, had put him to death. And, and, and through that, as they were broken and they were, they were repentant, they got saved. It actually says that about 3,000 of them got saved that day and were added to the church. And so the church just exploded and grew in in numbers. And so the passage that we're looking at now follows that very thing. And we get this, this snapshot, really, of what the church looked like, generally speaking, uh, for, uh, for a season. And, and what they did, and what they looked like, and again, what God did uh, in them. And so I want to just read the passage here uh, really quickly, but we're going to really just focus on 42 today. But here's what it says, Acts 2.42. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. All right, so those five verses there, we're going to unpack over the next five weeks. But for today, let's jump back up to the top of that again and look at verse 42 in a little bit more detail. Here's what it says. It says, and they devoted themselves. Okay, that word devoted there is such a good one. It means literally to persist obstinately. Hey, love that, love that definition right there, to persist obstinately. It means to be like stubborn about it. They, they devoted themselves stubbornly to a number of things. We're going to see four of them here, but they were, they were obstinate in their approach. They weren't going to get sidetracked by, by distractions. They were, they were resolute. They were going after it. Nothing was going to stop them. They were, they were obstinate. Our family just picked up a, uh, a dog a couple of weeks ago, which I know I said I would never, ever do. And so you are right to mock me, church, for this. But my dog is the perfect picture of obstinance. Okay, And I know we often think of obstinance as a negative thing. And in his case, it is a negative thing. Whether it's him being, being stubborn and obstinate about um, insisting on nipping the kids, right? Or, or me trying to take him on a walk and he just sits there and he moans and he complains. He doesn't want to move and I kind of got to drag him and we're trying to figure out how to get him going. We often think of obstinance as a negative thing. But in this case, it's a, it's a positive thing. To be committed and so focused and going after some things is such a good, great characteristic of this church and, and really any church. And so what were the things that they were devoted to? Well, it gives us four. The first one you see it there is, it says that they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. 
Okay, the apostles being the key leaders of the church, the disciples. Now, you might be wondering, well, what was their teaching exactly? Well, their teaching was teaching the, the Old Testament, all right, through the lens of what Christ taught. So Christ's teaching and the Old Testament as interpreted through the grid, the lens of uh, the gospel. That is what they taught. They're like, we need to, to understand and know the gospel, not just look over some key points of what Jesus did in the cross and the resurrection, but, but the gospel is so important because it is, again, I like that word lens. It is the lens through which you and I understand all of life. It is the lens through which we understand who God is. It's, it's the lens through which we understand ourselves. Through the gospel, we get our identity. It's the lens through which we uh, see ministry and, and, and how we live in this world. And so they were devoted. Listen, we got to understand this. We got to be able to unpack this. We got to know it and then be able to apply it in everyday life. And so this is one of the things that they were extremely devoted to. Okay, what else? Well, it says, and the fellowship. They were devoted to that as well. So fellowship, I think sometimes that, that word gets watered down a little bit uh, in today's day. We pretty much call anything and everything uh, fellowship. Uh, but fellowship is really a, a, a partnership, okay? It's, it's, it's this close mutual association, a, a sharing of, uh, of one another's lives, okay? We live in a, in a day and age that's so ruggedly individualistic, and so it's hard for us to invite people into our lives. It's, it can be even harder for us to share our lives with other people. We don't, we don't want to show weakness. We don't want to show need or any type of, of that at all. And, and so, and so we, often, we often don't engage in deep fellowship. We see here that they, they were, they lived life together. What else did it say? It said, to, to the breaking of bread. They were devoted doggedly to that. Now, breaking of bread, specifically referring to a communion or, or the Lord's Supper. Okay, back in, in this day, it certainly would have been also paired together with just eating meals in each other's homes. And so you see this, again, this, this life together aspect of the community. The fourth thing that they were devoted uh, to, we see it there, the, the prayers. Okay, the pra- they, they prayed. They were, they were a, a community that prayed passionately, constantly to the Lord. They recognized that they needed him. And so we've got to pray. This would have involved corporate prayers in the temple. We know that, that, that temple prayer happened uh, on a scheduled basis in the mornings and in the afternoons. They were doing that together. They were doing that in smaller groups, certainly in, in each other's homes as well. Okay, so hey, as we read this and, and, as, and as we choose to view this next season of ministry as an opportunity to really thrive as families, as individuals, as the church, the question, I think, is will we be devoted, determined, you know, and devoted to these very same things? See, one of the, I think, the great things that I've heard some of you say is that these, you know, these lockdowns and this pandemic and the virus, you know, as, as not ideal as all of it may be, They've really been an opportunity, I've heard you say this, an opportunity for you to devote yourself to certain aspects of life that, that can often get kind of pushed aside or neglected, right? For you, I, I've heard some say that, man, this has been such a great time with my kids. 
I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting that we'd be at each other's throats. And, and maybe there has been some of that, but it's also been like a, like a sweet time. You're with your kids and it's family time constantly. Maybe you've really enjoyed that. For, for some, it's been, man, I've been able to devote more time to, you know, working out and, 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 and getting in shape. And I've got this home gym kind of set up or, or running outside. And, you know, I'm spending less time on the road and away from home. And so I get to do this. Again, maybe for you, you've, you've emphasized saving money and putting some money away for uh, when you really need it. Okay. The point here, though, is that, is that you've taken what has been a challenging time for, for our society and, and you're making the most of it. And that's how we should really be viewing our relationship with Christ and the church these days. And so do we realize that that over the next however long it's going to be here, and, and beyond that even, that you and I can really seize the opportunity here to be devoted to these very same things that we see in the Scriptures. We can be devoted to the apostles' teaching as well. Again, I, I kind of just said this, but, but for some of you, you're like, you're not on the road as much anymore. So guess what that opens up? More time to be at home in God's word. You can get up and instead of being up early to leave the house, you can be up early to get into God's word. Have, have, you, have you sensed that, man, I just, I really need to be. And, and, and there's this desire in me to, to get into God's word, to, to study the gospel, to understand it, to, to work, to apply it to my life so that not, I don't just know it, but, I, but that I'm transforming and changing and get a passion to, to deliver it to my, to my neighbors and friends as I evangelize. Man, seize the opportunity in these days, church, to get into God's word. Don't put that aside. I, I would hate to think that any of us get through the other side of this, of this pandemic and think, man, I, I really blew an opportunity here to, 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 to get into God's word more and to talk about it with my, with my family and have discussions and times just, just reading this. We realize that we have an opportunity here to, to be devoted to, to fellowship. Now, maybe you're thinking, wait a second, this is like the hardest time ever to be devoted to, to true fellowship. Like, like, how do we connect with people when, when we're supposed to be at home and, and not doing a whole lot? Well, as we've said before, I, I think it certainly takes some, some creativity uh, to be able to do this. And I think we need to, to think about unique ways that we can be in touch and care for each other. And, and trust me, there's going to be more to come on all of this as we come up with ideas about how we can love each other as a church in uh, two weeks' time. We're going to focus on more of this topic. Okay, we also have this, this, this opportunity to be devoted to the breaking of bread. And, and again, specifically, this is talking about communion, Okay, and, and we're actually going to be taking communion up uh, together very soon. And uh, we're going to be doing this. I know it's going to be a little different being kind of online, but I would even encourage you uh, to start thinking about how you can get at home some crackers, maybe some juice, because we're going to be doing this uh, online. We're going to be doing this at the church office and getting community and having that, or communion and having those things available uh, to you, but really celebrating our unity in the gospel around that. Okay, for us, this season, I think, is, is going to be an opportunity uh, to be devoted to prayer. And that's something that I, I, I'm particularly wanting us to stress as a church uh, this season, as we start off 2021. And that is exactly what we are going to do uh, at the tail end of each one of these services. 
I know it was just a few weeks ago uh, before Christmas, we had this kind of emergency prayer time as we knew that the church was going to be going into lockdown. The people in this room were gathering in the little small groups and their families and groups that came and we were praying, praying and man, was that ever a sweet time. I, just, I, I so cherished and valued that. And I thought it was so powerful to just hear the church praying in groups. And so that is what we want to do uh, right now. And at the, again, at the, as the final part of each one of these series coming up. And so I want to explain a little bit about what that is going to look like. If you're at home right now and, and you're uh, with your loved ones, I'm going to really encourage you and challenge you to not just, you know, end the live stream or end the, the video as, as it's completed, but really take the next five, ten minutes, gather your kids, gather your spouse, and, and, and begin to pray. We're going to have some prayer requests on the screen that you can work through at the end of all of these, and you can see uh, those there. These prayer requests are really just the four things that we see the church devoted to here in verse uh, 42. And so these are going to be up on the screen. We're going to have something like this each and every week for us, and we would encourage you to pray as families uh, or at home. We're encouraging the group at the office to, to gather and pray. We want to still follow the rules and keep the distancing thing and all of that in place. We're going to encourage you to just gather and pray through these lists as we have them um, on each Sunday. Now, what if you're home and you are uh, by yourself? Well, you can pray by yourself if that's what you want to do, but we also want to let you know that we have uh, a Zoom link that you can follow, you can click on, on our website. And uh, in just a moment, I am going to be joining you for that and we can pray together. So if you're looking, even as a family, if you want to join that Zoom uh, prayer time with our church family, we would love to, to have you do that, because I think this is such a key time to just be in prayer and ask that the Lord would do uh, more than we could ask or think during this season. I think we're heading, again, kind of into maybe more lockdowns and stricter lockdowns here. And it's, again, very easy to think this is just going to be harder. It's going to be painful. Nothing good is going to really happen of all of this. And, and, and we, and we kind of lose our, our hope in the Lord in that. But I really think that the Lord wants to do great things. I really think that the Lord wants to build his church during this season. And so I, I, I call upon you as, as individuals and as families to, to pray. We're going to focus heavily on that over the next several weeks. And uh, we are going to do that uh, right now as well. I'm going to pray first. I'm, I'm going to close this down. And we're going to head uh, into prayer. Uh, so let's pray right now. Lord, thank you for this time together as a church. I pray that you would bless us I pray that you would move and work. I pray that you would show us your grace and your kindness and your goodness to us, Lord, that you would encourage us and that you would use us. God, give us wisdom in these times, I pray. God, we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.